Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh boy, here we go. What's up, dude? What up? Look at that stash. Good for you. It's coming yeah. in strong. Oh, yeah. Letting it roll. Looks a little better on camera than in person, I have to admit. <laughs> but since my job is now mostly on Zoom, I'm, that, that works. You can, you can speak freely. I think this is the show. You can go ahead. Rip, rip on the stash if you want. Go ahead. No, it's solid. It's right. it's um it looks a little thin in one area. I mean yeah, it's a little thin. I don't know if you messed up shaving it or oh. still haven't quite hit puberty. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress, man. I gotta try to have some fun some way, man. You know? Well the hair's looking good. Good for you. I don't have that anymore. Dude, letting the hair roll. You I, I wanna see you grow it out. You just you just don't let it go. It'd be gross. Oh, okay. Very, very gross. <laughs> we don't want that. No. No. Oh, no. That was the weekend, man. Weekend was good. Yeah, it was good, you know. Uh, Super Bowl, you know. Still trying to get over that one. Uh, My weekend was awesome. Oh, sorry. Were you still going? <laughs> What'd you do? I went down to uh, Katie, producer Katie's hometown. Or is Dallas your hometown? Ah, just down the street. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went down there, watched the game at uh, David Hawthorne's house. Maybe you've heard of him. Ooh. Yeah. The heater. The heater. It was good to catch up with him. But yeah, man, it was, uh, you know, the game, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll but, get into it. But the atmosphere for you was awesome. Oh, yeah. Hawthorne's got like three or four restaurants and like he caters like barbecue. Oh, whoa. So in that one visit, you know, I got the gout. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what the gout is. It's not awesome. Yeah, fucking, both, both of my feet are swollen. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, hit the theme song. No, I, that was the line right after gout. Like, I mean, downbeat, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Get get Lofa a vegetable quickly. Hit the song. Somebody. There's not, there's not enough alkaline water. Let's get thing. this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. On song three. One, two, three. Oh. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. He takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy catfish. Hey, that's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my that's no fun. player. Trouble play it. Thunder. All one ready. Play. Russell looking. Go Russell scrambling. Go Hump faking. Go still looking. Now he spins out. We got a five, baby. 35 40. Down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's going to go. Let's go. 20. 10. They do it again. Touchdown. 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 Seahawks. 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 It's the Seahawks podcast. 
podcast on the Believe Sports Network for the last time for a little bit. We're gonna take some take some time off this off season. We'll be back uh, at some time later. You know, check social media and all that. But for now, that's the final episode after the Super Bowl of the Seahawks podcast. I'm Seahawks super fan Brett Davern. He's Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu here to break down the game for you. Lofa, you ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, it's all Super Bowl all the time. It's all the big game all the time on this episode. Uh, But before we get into the game specifically, I must tell you about our sponsor, betonline.ag, the best sponsor in the entire world. Betonline.ag has all of the sports wagering that you need. They also have a 24-7 online casino with Vegas-style table games and everything that you love about a sort of traditional casino, but it's online. You can you can visit it in your underwear or no underwear, whatever you want. Uh, they got a mobile app and a website, betonline.ag. Use our promo code. Believe 50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0. For a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up at BetOnline. Lofa, the Seahawks weren't in the game, but our man Russell Wilson was there. First, let's start with a Seahawks question. What do you think Russ and the commish were talking about? I don't know, but he seems to have a lot of these meetings at Super Bowls lately. <laughs> oh, he's sitting next to the commish. Well, he was sitting next to him last year. Yeah. Uh, at the, uh, what was it, the Tampa KC one, too. Uh-huh. But, I mean, he's, of course, there because he's won another award, yet another uh, for the mantle. I think he got the Bart star this time. So yep. kudos to my man. Um, yeah. He's always taking home the hardware. Yeah. Well, and there to give out the Walter Payton man of the year because he won that one the year before. So he's there to present to Whitworth who won it this year. I dude, I think Russell Wilson could be the commissioner of the NFL someday. That's what they're talking about. That I don't know. I just said it. I don't know if anyone else has ever said that. If anyone else hasn't ever said that, I want credit for it when it happens. So. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, I saw that shot and I was watching them talk to each other. And Russ, is he such a business minded guy? You know, he's got a ton of things mm. going on outside of the world of football. And he's he's he's, uh, you know, even tempered and like always has the right thing to say and things like that. He seems kind of like a politician a little bit sometimes, you know, I could kind of see him doing that maybe or maybe you know head of the players union something i don't know like you know what i mean i just see him kind of having something like that when his playing days are over i don't see him just like going into the analyst booth or collecting endorsements or something for the rest of his time i see him doing something like that i don't know what about acting <laughs> i don't know well, i mean you're an actor does he yeah, have, I know. have what it takes? That's the question. I don't know. I'll <laughs> give him lessons if he wants to come down. Maybe I'll okay. Be- right. I mean, he's all right in Entourage, but I have some notes. <laughs> Speaking of actors, let's talk about the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl started off with a lot of actors and celebrities before we get to the players and the game. I mean, seriously, like... This thing was like a, a, a testament to people calling their agents and representation and saying, how can I get involved in this thing? It was a little pathetic at a certain point, honestly. It's like, we've been inside for too long. We're famous. Remember us? Um, boy, oh boy. Uh, including, by the way, The Rock, which mm. we love The Rock. <laughs> Who doesn't love The Rock? I love The Rock's movies. The Rock is the man. But you guys... To me, in in my opinion, it was a bit cringy having him on the 50-yard line holding a microphone 
telling the players who are milling around in the background about how they're about to give all of their blood, sweat, and intensity on this hallowed field, which, by the way, I believe was built only a couple years ago. I mean, who put hallowed field in the prompter? I don't know. That was, that was a bit extreme. It was a little um, extreme. Yeah. Maybe if but he was like... Got biceps for days. Oh, dude, yeah. But maybe if he was like on a podium somewhere or like... But like, yeah, on the field, like... I mean, I don't know. It's it's become that's what the NFL's become, right? It's just a production now. Uh, yeah. Always, I mean, it's it's getting less and less about the game. I wouldn't be surprised if it turns into the you know the Pro Bowl in a couple of years. It, dude, seriously, I mean, it was a bit like a wrestling thing, like a WWE thing. And and again, I'm entertained by those. You're entertained by those. We all love that. It's just a little different uh, than we're used to. And I thought him being on the field a bit too much. But anyway. On to the game. Uh, what'd you think about the game overall? Just your impressions of the actual play on the field and, um, you know, everything about the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, man. It was just, a, it was, uh, it was an entertaining, it was a close, tight game like I thought it would be. Um, you know, there wasn't, I don't know, missed opportunities is always what I think about, especially when I look back at when I played in it. And, uh, you know, there was definitely some out there. There was some bad officiating. Mm -hmm. Shocker, right? <laughs> I mean, but it, it, this one goes both ways. because I've seen a lot about, you know, the uh, pass interference that gave them first and goal with another four tries to score and then Cup eventually scores. Mm. I mean, that was a beautiful, beautiful coverage by Logan Wilson, a linebacker on Cooper Cup. He had better coverage than anybody had on Cooper Cup all year, and that mm. was a bullshit call. Mm. But – I also have to say when Jalen Ramsey got his face mask twisted all the way backwards and, you know, that touchdown was given up because of it. I mean, that's a pretty bad call too to miss. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the, the holding one uh, against uh, Wilson on Cooper cup, that was a false start on the entire Rams offensive line. Anyway, that whole play should have been blown dead. The second the ball was snapped. The yeah. whole side of the line moves and then the ball goes off. And in real time in my living room, I yelled false start. And then was yeah. looking for a flag and then I found the flag, but for something else. And what's, what's tough is that, that goes to fourth and goal. If, if they don't, you know, throw that phantom holding, right. That goes to yeah. fourth and goal. And now you have one play for the Super Bowl. That's essentially yeah. what we came down to, but. Well, or in my world, back them up five yards. And now it's even harder for that third down. And who yeah. knows what happens on the fourth down? I mean, honestly, right. go back. You guys watch that. It's a false start. Clear. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was unfortunate, but um, you know, other, Let's see other plays that stood out. I really, the one that stood out the most, um, and I don't think many people have talked about it. Tyler Boyd dropping that third and nine. Um, it's, yep. There was maybe six minutes to go, I think. And the Tyler Boyd, I think they said hadn't dropped a pass all year. Wow. And so wow. it was, and it looked like he was just, it was a regular routine pass that he catches with his eyes closed. I think he was ready to make the move to get yeah, more kinda, yardage, right? One of those situations. Collinsworth was even like, yeah, ow, look, <laughs> look, ow, when a guy like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he just took his eye off it at last second. Yeah. But and yeah, I mean, you're right. That was a big play. But that extends the drive and, uh, you know, they they still had the lead by four points at the time. So, um, but you know, I don't know. Like you, we, I could talk about all of it. I mean, but to well, me, we are, I mean, that's what we're doing. I know, but I'm jumping yeah. around and like, I don't, you know, if you want to go wherever you want to go with this, because 
you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to jump right to the end, the third right, and one right. and fourth and one. And uh... well, okay, wait, before we get there, <laughs> let me just tell you my overall impression of the game as a whole was honestly meh. I'm on the Lofa Tatupu meh train about the entire thing. It was a close game. The score tells us it was a close game at the end, but for some reason, the intensity for me just wasn't there. And Probably just because they're like we keep joking about. There's not Rams fans for real. So the intensity was there for Cincinnati and all the Cincinnati fans and the entire nation. It felt like was rooting for Cincinnati and you kind of felt it from them. But it'd be nice if that intensity was backed up by the other team and the other team's fans, man. This is like the most sort of lackluster team to win the Super Bowl ever. And not team. I'm sorry. I mean, like vibe around the team ever i live in los angeles you guys the this team just won the super bowl last weekend and if you drive through the streets you would not know it there you don't see flags anywhere there's not cars with like shoe polish you know written on it like go rams nothing well the parade's coming soon so you'll see the parade that they don't even know if they're gonna have people show up to lofa I'm a TV guy. I'm a former actor. I check the TV ratings, the overnights, okay? The market share percentage per city. Los Angeles, for the Super Bowl, Cincinnati was number one market share-wise, okay? That means if your TV was on in Cincinnati, pretty much you were watching the Super Bowl. You know where Los Angeles came in on the list? I, I had the top 10, but do you know where Los Angeles came in? Where? Not even in the top 10. Not even in terms of market share for the Super Bowl, local ratings. That's because they were all at the game. (laughs) No, no, no. It means TVs were on. This is for, they would, (laughs) this isn't meaning that the TVs were off. This is the TVs that were on, they were not. They still weren't watching? What were they watching? Who knows? I don't know. Something else. Uh, So anyway, I have to just point that out. And just, so for me, the whole thing had a big meh all over it. I'm, I'm happy for some of the individual players. I was stoked, especially afterwards, seeing Cooper Cup's reaction. I mean, come on, Washington State guy. How can he not root for him? He's, yeah. you know, he's emotional. He's he's the MVP of the Super Bowl. Guy from Yakima, Washington. Amazing. How can you not root for that guy? No, so that was I was awesome, happy about man. that. Um, but overall, you know, well, – the, the Rams, the Rams, oh. the Rams. Okay, but team so team of mercenaries, a team of free agents. I mean, think, team of- think about this. There's two things that you know, kind of, you know, caught my attention. One, going forward on fourth and one to, out the gates was just fucking. I couldn't believe. Mm. Are you kidding me, mm. Zach Taylor? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then they go down and get seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. give them a short field after you forced a third and 20, like give the defense that's hot back the ball, you know, get them on the field backed up, you know, and uh, see what happens. Yeah. Right, it come felt down. a little like he went for a haymaker swing. Yeah. Right away. Early. And now yeah. you're down seven, nothing. And yeah, so, if it works great, but even if it works, you're still only at like midfield anyway. Yeah. I mean, I just, it was way too early. Right, I agree. That, you know? Um, and then I think another thing that, you know, totally changed the game if he doesn't get hurt, Odell Beckham yeah. was balling. And yeah, naturally, time. they were probably paying a little more attention to Cooper Cup. But, um, yeah, Odell was balling. And, you know, your heart just sinks because the last three years have not been awesome for him with injury and then, you know, just the drama. things in Cleveland not going well. He yep. finally he gets what he wants and he gets released and traded to a contender and uh, or signs of the contender and he gets to the big game. 
And, well, and and sweet TD catch there. Oh, um, yeah. Producer Katie, by the way, is is blaming the cleats for Ooh. the ACL. Uh, producer Katie is all over this yes. one. She says that when you go slow, that's when you get hurt. And she thinks that OBJ might have been running a bit gingerly because he had two hundred thousand dollar cleats on, which I said that's ridiculous. It's the Super Bowl, but producer Katie, she. She's... When you're in stilettos, you walk different. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we get our, our footwear expert a microphone? Because that was. <laughs> She's got. Go ahead. You, you got... should unmute her for a second. You got diamond crusted swooshes. Yeah. You're going to walk a little differently. Wait, but he already caught a TD at that point. I don't care. I'm saying when you're in stilettos, you just, it changes your posture. <laughs> it you, like feel a little special and good. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it changes things. Well, okay. Well, what about wow. just either way? Jinxy, jinxy, jinxy by wearing $200,000 cleats. Come on, man. That's not was, a little jinxy. Was it the, the science of sparkle he was wearing <laughs> or... We could have saved him something on those. Right? Actually. Yeah. yeah. $800. They were lighter, too, from what I hear. And Good point. Uh, to maybe, Katie's point. Maybe we could have saved his ACL. Promo code. Oh, there is There's no, no promo code. code. No promo code for Lightbox. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So he had diamonds on his shoes? I didn't even see those. Diamond encrusted Nike swooshes. Seriously, I think $200,000 for the pair. I mean, that's pretty badass. That's pretty badass. <laughs> How in the world, though, is that not like a uniform infraction? Isn't the NFL always putting slips in your guys' lockers if you don't pull your socks up just right and things like that? I don't know, but if I tackle him, I'm trying to twist one of those off. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that shoe. At least break off, you know, just one. <laughs> just chip a couple pieces off. Give me off. <laughs> nah, but he was balling, man. And well, this game might not have even been close if he doesn't get hurt. That's um, but you know that's such that's the case. You know, injuries happen when uh, you know in the Super Bowl. I mean, we did. We lost Marquand Manuel. We you know, and from a communication standpoint, that that crushed us back in Super Bowl forty. And so I just can't help but think that this game might not have been close if uh, if he wasn't there. And then my other gripe is with the Bengals. Joe Mixon is out there just kicking ass and taking names, man. He's running through tackles. He's running around people. Why are you only giving him 15 carries? Yeah. Uh, averaging 4.8 a carry? I mean, this is the guy I told you that was going to be the X factor, and he yeah, could have well, been, but it, it seemed like it seemed like they wanted to go, you know, you know, through the air, and mm -hmm. I, I just I don't get it. Well, and whatever they were doing in the first half uh, from a Bengals standpoint – was working against who who many believe is like just the best overall player in the league and the Super Bowl did nothing but help convince everybody of that in Aaron Donald because the first half you know they they kind of I, I don't know how you really talk about it when he's a defensive lineman it's not like they kept him in check or whatever but whatever they were doing to go away from him was sort of working yeah and then in the second half Whatever adjustment Cincinnati made allowed him to then go off, and we all know what the you know the rest is history. Argument for him to be the MVP. Sure, um, yeah. you know? I thought they might go co on with Cooper and him. Have, have they done that before? I think there's like one other Super Bowl where they split hmm. it. I didn't something. know. If, yeah. Look that up. Um, yeah, dude. It, I mean, what do you have? Two sacks, seven pressures. Um, I mean, and then the two biggest plays, the third and one. And, you know, this is nothing against Samaj P. Ryan. 
But why is Joe Mixon not the one getting the handoff? The guy that's averaging five yards of carry, why is he not the one getting the third and one? And then running out of the gun, I just don't get it. It's um, we, you're trying to make them think it's a pass. Well, I mean, you know, Aaron Donald just walked his guy back to the uh, ball carrier, made the third and one, and then he comes around and he gets the pressure, almost gets the sack on Burrow. And to Burrow's credit, gets spun around and still almost completes that pass to uh, P. Ryan. Hmm. I'm distracted. <laughs> because there's, there's no co-MVPs. Just stop looking it up. I'm, I'm, I'm Get your head back in the game. <clears throat> no, I'm distracted because uh, producer Katie spun her computer around and then I had to do a bunch of reading instead of her just yelling out the answer to the question that I was looking for. There's, there's so I had, no to read, I had to read the whole thing. No, there is a co-MVP. No way. Yes. Uh, so the MVP has come from the winning team every year except 1971 when Dallas Cowboys linebacker, linebacker. Chuck Howley won the award yeah, uh, despite the Cowboys' loss. Yeah, the Baltimore coach. Harvey Martin and Randy White were named co-MVPs of Super Bowl Twelve. the only time co-MVPs have been chosen. So there you go. What? I got to read the whole paragraph, though, about the other thing to get I, to the – and I missed the thing about P. Ryan. Uh, well, I am just was wondering why he was in the game for the, the most important third and one, and then fourth and one, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I agree. And, uh, and what's crazy, you need one yard, so I don't fault Burrow for not seeing Jamar Chase down the sideline. I guess, you know, Ramsey tripped in, in coverage. Oh, they the were, final, final play. Yeah, they were battling. Right. He, I mean – that if he finds that one, just go ahead and pay him fifty million a year now. If he find, <laughs> and fourth and one, if he yeah. finds that guy open, yeah, just well, give him. Well, also million. though, I mean, he he uh, he needed a, an extra second or not second. Oh, he like, didn't have any time. I, yeah. I'm not Fulton Burrow, no. um, but I'm just wondering why. You know, your best one of your best players is not in there. You know, to either catch a pass or right. or run the ball, and they were having so much success running downhill. Like, you know, there was a couple shotgun runs that were okay, mostly because Joe Mixon was just on fire, man. He, he wanted it. You, there was a, he was in a different gear than everybody else, you know, on that field. Tell me that your brain didn't flash to, and I know how painful it is, but this happened to me, but tell me that yours didn't do what mine did on the goal line there for the Rams on, I believe it's the same down. They, Stafford wound up to throw that ball, and I was like, "Ooh, so you're saying there's a chance?" And then Cooper Cup caught the touchdown. Because oh. as a Seahawk fan, I was like, "Well, they're just gonna run it in here." And then when Stafford cocked his arm back, I was like, "Oh, we've seen this play before." Yeah, but I wasn't surprised though. Them, they threw it on the goal line in the Super Bowl, and it worked out for them. And they're our enemy. Yeah, I'm but upset. I mean, you know. Stafford had some some tough passes too as well. Um, I don't fault him for the one over the middle. It was actually a perfect pass. His receiver tight end just tipped it up to the uh, DB. But he went classic Stafford like he still has Megatron. He was like, hey, yeah, just go. Just do one of those. And he threw it. And then Bates turns around and picks it off. And everybody's like, where is he throwing that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I even Van Jefferson was the one like those receivers kind of like, yo, where was – Who's that to? It's not impressive when you call your shot and then throw it a yard and a half short. (laughs) It doesn't look good on the highlight film. He played well enough to win. And um, the no pass was sick. Have you seen the the close up film of that? That, That's the one where Cup came over the top, right? Yeah, on the final drive. Yeah. He he pumped and just, oh my God. Yeah. That was, uh, 
That was insane. Look, I mean, the final drive leading up to the the red zone, you know, being in the red zone there and everything happening with the officials and this and that, but the drive leading up to that was most impressive. The drive ends up, I think, overall being like 15 plays or something like that. I mean, when you had to have it, they went mm-hmm. out there and they had it. Yeah, got it done. And I mean, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if these guys didn't like each other, but everybody's talking about retirement already. I mean, did you find that? <laughs> It's all weird. Yeah. Like no one wants, no one said, Hey, you know, we're repeating. We're coming. That's what, you know, most championship teams do. Then you got McVay, Donald, uh, Weddle obviously is retired. Hey, let's give a shout out to Weddle. All right. Uh, this yeah, fucking guy hops off his surfboard, right? <laughs> Cruises into the playoffs, wins four games, tears his pack when he hit that guy and he got up like that. It, I mean, it's either a heart attack or a peck. And I've had the peck, so I knew it was the peck. Oof. And, every, I, you know, I was there sitting there with Hawthorne, and even Hawthorne said, too, he's, ooh, that's got to be the peck. Oh. So he gets, he puts the brace on, finishes the game, but he he wins the um, wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, I know everybody's saying, is, is Stafford a Hall of Famer with this? Well, that was going to be my next question for you. Okay. Well, let's go with Weddle first. Is Weddle a Hall of Famer? That's my question to you, my man. I, I I mean, I don't know. I I have to be honest. I know him. I know he's a legend. I know he's been around forever. But, I mean, you know, Everybody. a bunch of solid years in San Diego. but And Baltimore. Everybody hates defense. Unbelievable. No, okay. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, Earl Thomas is a Hall of Famer before he is, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, you're not going to hear a complaint out of me there. I, okay. Well, that's my only point. It's just that, like, <laughs> I, I think he's a good player, solid, super solid player forever and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, okay. For Fire Hall of Famer, I don't know. I just, okay. After he's, he's got his ring now, but six Pro Bowls, five All Pros. Wow. Okay. Now I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Are you listening? Yeah. You got my attention now. That's something I'm interested in. The numbers are there. Uh, 1,100 tackles, uh, nine and a half sacks, 98 pass deflections, 29 uh, interceptions. I mean, the numbers are there. And a sweet beard. Yeah, an all-time beard. But I'm not saying first ballot, and this is where we're going to – I wanted to take it right from here. But there's a case to be made uh, with everybody, you know, jumping straight to Stafford. I'm like, hey, yeah, what about about Weddle? Hmm. You know? Because right. I don't know well, if they like won the that. Super. I don't know if they won the Super Bowl without this guy. No, I like that. That's a good take. I like that. But now, what about Stafford? Okay, if Stafford's career were to end right now, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. Now, in two or three years, when he has another ten thousand, twelve thousand, shit, he probably like fifteen. We have an extra game when he has fifteen thousand yards in the next three years. He absolutely is a Hall of Famer. Okay. Okay. Now, I don't think first ballot, but he's going. He's going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not right now. I don't think so right now. I mean, if he had gotten the MVP, yeah. Well, as a Seahawks fan, the only solace I really do take after this game is that apparently all the Rams are quitting after this season. So that's good. <laughs> I, should we send them? Should we have a retirement party for them? Seriously, I, man. Like, what can we do to push this over the edge, especially for Aaron, especially Donald. Aaron Donald? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, like, please. I it's like, you know, I was going to say, like, I think that's the only thing I would have signed up for as a Seahawks fan pre the game is, OK, if they win, but then they all go away. Are you OK with that? 
or they lose and then they all stay and they're even more hungry. Well, then, all right, they can have this one that honestly no one cares about. Like I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, this might be a Super Bowl in which the Super Bowl loser losing team is remembered for longer than the Super Bowl winning team by its own fan base. Honestly. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, they would have gone crazy in Cincinnati. I feel for everybody in Cincinnati. The whole world would have gone crazy. Town would still be partying Absolutely. if they would have won. Did you see the the fans? How the fans showed up for them as they arrived back, being the losing team. No, I didn't the see support it. for the team is overwhelming. It's a it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing, and it would have gone crazy if they had won. So, to, to Aaron Donald, if he's gonna retire, <laughs> uh, it was like when Larry Allen. Was uh, announced his retirement, and I think it was like in the off season. And my D line and the linebackers were like, we were after a workout. We're like, hey, you think we should like pitch in and get him a going away present, like saying thank you for not beating the shit out of us yeah. for another two years. <laughs> we're talking about Hall of Famer Larry Allen, bro. And it was, uh, but you know, I checked the calendar. I was like, make sure it's not April first. He's not pulling an April Fools because that's not funny. Well, see, Aaron Donald, that, that's a yes if his career ended today. That's a... What's a yes? I mean... The Hall of Fame, absolute he, check. It could be enshrinement that. before that's eligibility. <laughs> no question about it. Right. That, oh. That, yeah. It, Nobody's debating that after this game, especially. Yeah. No, not... Man, he had it two or three years ago after he won his second MVP. Um, you know, he's undoubtedly a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... Good for the Rams. Anything else to say about the game before we move on to the zone in segment? Mm. Best commercial? You got a thought? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going to talk about halftime? Oh, we can talk about halftime. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. Yeah. It was the best part of the game. It was. It was awesome. I mean, it brought back all the feels, man. Oh, I yeah. I mean, you know, that a lot of those songs were like, you know, for me anyways, like the – the you know start or uh beginning of my career mm-hmm. in college to to nfl so it was like those were like the shit that was on my playlist so that like you know it brought back like that kind of like oh it's it's go time like i was ready to play coming out of halftime i was like <laughs> me and hot dog we were getting we were getting crunk there everybody well, oh man i i would love to see the tv ratings for los angeles during the halftime show i bet they spiked <laughs> They turned it on just for that. I said, oh, yeah, man, probably. Dude, it was absolutely insane. It was a t- total show. It was great. Oh, and then they had the, the, the map on the bottom. That mm-hmm. it, The whole thing, it was no, nothing will ever top that. Yeah, it was awesome. If I had one criticism, one criticism, and I know they were doing it to match the video, but our guy Fiddy hanging upside down, like, I, it was, come on, you got to help a guy out. I know. Turn him, turn, just, I know they're matching the video, but like, eh, we don't got to do that. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah. the whole thing I know was- the memes. The memes have been tough. <laughs> I know, poor guy. Well, then- well, whatever. I, I don't feel so bad for Fifty Cent. He's like, uh, but have he's a seen- billionaire, so you know. Yeah, have you seen? The- he's gonna be just fine. Have yeah. you seen all the uh, like uh, videos of like all the parents, <laughs> like <laughs> people our age, going nuts during halftime, and the kids yeah. like looking up, like, who the hell is that? <laughs> Oh, my kids loved it, though, man. They were, dude, it was kind of funny. They just kind of were sitting on the couch just staring at it because it was just so loud and, you know, colorful and energetic and fun. And, yeah, it was was really cool. Um, The commercials, though, I'm just going to say best commercial for me, the Larry David one. 
Oh man, I didn't even. It was funny. Guy's a legend. I love commercials, but I was not watching any commercials. Not gonna lie. Oh, I was either yeah. eating or well, talking football with Hawthorne. <laughs> it was all just crypto. Speaking of the Larry David one, oh, and um, and celebrities again calling their agents and saying, "Hey, how can I get in a Tide commercial? I'm Paul Rudd. I need more money." Did Beast Mode make any appearances? <laughs> Probably. I think so. I don't know. Was that guy's he, great in commercials. He's been doing the Tostitos lately. Did they have a yeah. Super one specifically? Though? Uh, I don't know. He's the best, though. Um, all right. Well, let's wrap it up by zoning in on some Twitter questions that have come in as we wrap up our season on Believe in Seahawks here. Lofa, a question comes in from Aiden. It's at no life then underscore, but the name is Aiden. What do you think the running back position will look like for the Seahawks? And what kind of deal would Penny be looking at if he returned? Ooh, I mean, I think Penny's going to have a couple suitors, even despite the injuries, um, you know, with what he's shown the last, you know, five, six weeks. And so um, I, I still have no idea what's going on with Chris Carson. I just hope he gets healthy. Um, you know, this is something beyond football because we're doing with a neck and a spine. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Penny, I think someone would offer him at least a two-year deal. You know, it would be more than a one-year prove it, I believe, you know, because he is he is that talented. That's why we took him in the first round. So, um, but again, I would like to see it tied. Like, hey, if we give him a one-year, it's in the range of $4 million. So even if he gets hurt, he gets $4 million. But then it's like, okay, you have the ability to make up another three or four, which is like a one-year eight. And literally, it's like, as long as you suit up and play, you get the other four over the course of the season because he is worth it. Um, but it was the same thing I said when, when we were dealing with uh, Carson trying to figure out uh, a, a proper deal for him is it's um, they're too important to this offense to not be there. And if should they not be there, we have to have a contingency plan, you know, to keep the offense on schedule with Russ. Yeah. Hoping yeah. that Russ is going to be here, too. Well, this is the thing. I mean, the Super Bowl is over, but now the offseason begins for this team, and we all start looking at what this team is going to look like as it gets put together next year. So a lot of interesting stuff to come over the offseason. Um, next question from Twitter here uh, is not about football, Lofa, but it comes in to you. Do you like the Sounders, Lofa, and will you will we catch you at a game now that the Sounders season is starting? Because football season's over, but sports seasons continue in Seattle. Moving to the real football? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Some would say. Um, yeah, I'll go to a Sounders game. Who's buying? Who's got the tickets? Who's that? Hell yeah, man. Also, <laughs> Kraken going on in Seattle. Uh, yeah, yeah, we still got hockey. Yeah, the mighty Kraken. I'll be up there for a game again in March, so we'll go to a game. You're coming up in March? Yeah. Is um, yeah. Do they usually have like the regionals for March Madness up here? Uh, oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Go to that too. Yeah, that would be a good time. Yeah. Did I do the zone in website? I said we were zoning in, but I don't think I did it. Do I? Did I? Oh, uh oh, I better do it. He's sitting right there. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, zone in, everybody. Zone in CBD.com. I said he's sitting right there, and then I started singing the Fresh Prince theme song in my head, and then I, and then, okay, I got to catch back up. Anyway, uh, the promo code for <laughs> Zone in CBD is I need some CBD. I got to stay focused. Lofa. Wow. The promo code is Believe, B L E A V. Get 20% off at Zone in CBD. Uh, if you're like me, you need this stuff. It, uh, you sign up for a subscription, and it just shows up to your front door. 
You don't even have to remember to order it ever again. Zone, Which is good for you. CB.com. <laughs> zoning into your Twitter questions. Um, That's it for us this year, everybody. Thank you so... Oh, no. <laughs> hold the phone. You know what we have to do before we get out of here, Producer Katie? We need to settle the Jersey giveaway mm. debacle that has been plaguing this show all season long. Nobody nailed the prediction, Lofa, for the Super Bowl. Nobody. Lofa, by the way, you got Lofa got really close. Yeah. On the Super Bowl. You 20, 27, 24, I think. 27, 23, or 24. Yeah, yeah. one of them. Yeah, you're real close. Uh, but nobody nailed it. Our guy Mike, he was one point off for both teams. It was weeks ago. He's the closest that anyone has come all season. He's been waiting patiently. People have been going after him on Twitter saying he doesn't deserve it. People have been dragging him through the mud. No participation Lofa, trophies? You be the judge, jury, final say on this thing. Does Mike get a jersey from us, or do we make people wait until next football season? No. Mike, you're getting a jersey. Oh. That's all I've wanted to do. I don't believe in participation trophies, but – I can't control what intern Brian does in his spare time making side deals, and we're going to honor that side deal. So congrats, Big Mike. You're going to get a jersey. Nice. Um, okay, all right. We'll when he with said the no, here. I thought for a second that he was saying no to the jersey, and I was like, wow, that's savage. No, he's, he's getting it. Oh, okay, okay. But just for the record, if that side deal hadn't have been made, no, no jersey for you. Oh, no chance. All right. All Beat right. it, kid. No autographs. <laughs> next season no more mr nice guys around here uh that's it for us everybody thanks for listening we will be back in a few weeks we'll just take some time off and then we'll be back with new episodes so stay tuned to social media and be on the lookout for all of that coming very soon we appreciate all of you guys listening all season it's it's a lot of fun to do the show and um yeah thanks for being here thanks for listening thanks for subscribing and telling your friends yeah, right? yeah, no, it's <laughs> Fucking A, man, you said it. <laughs> that was a little mic drop right there. Straight into the middle, break us down. Hey, man, it's a new year, and we're undefeated again. That's how we always said, even when, we're, <laughs> when a new year started, like, fuck it, we're undefeated. Let's okay, great. Go. So we're going to win it all this year, all right? But first, it starts with NFC champs, or NFC West champs. Okay. All right. So that's our first goal. Our first right. goal. You know, we got so we got a lot of off-season goals we got to put up there too. But let's just focus on the NFC West. Win the division first. I like win it. the division. All right. So let's just go win the division. On okay. three. Okay. One, two, three. Win, win the division. The and then you go to the conference. And then you go to the Super Bowl. And then you go to the Pro Bowl. And then you go to the awards ceremony. And then you go to Disney World. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.